Blog Talk Radio. God bless you. God bless you. Good evening. How y'all guys doing? Let's see, this is Tuesday, November the 29th of 2022. We're out of the 11, about to be out of the 11th month into the last month of 2022. 2022 came in and is almost out of here. My God, we thank God for you that are tuning in. You know, those that are tuning in by radio, those that are tuning in um, online or through Facebook Live, this is DTW Ministries through Way of Purpose Kingdom Network on Blog Talk Radio, and this is the 1,734th episode of Purpose Kingdom. So we thank God for you that are tuning in, hoping that you're praying with us. You know, um, you know we're not going to be before you long. <laughs> we're not going to be before you long. Um, but we're going to allow God to do what he do and let the Holy Spirit speak to all of us. You know, um, as always, let's open with prayer. God, we do thank you and we bless you. Thank you for your goodness, God. Thank you for your mercy, God. I just thank you for being who you are in our lives, being God. You know, and most of all, allowing us to be your people, allowing us to be your sons and daughters, allowing us, God, and calling us into yourself. So we thank you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. God, thank you for your riches of your grace. We pray, God, that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart be acceptable in thy sight. Oh, Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Bless you, Pastor. So even as we, we've been coming into and we've been talking about the, um, I would say, the critique or I would say the closeness that God desires, you know, um, for us as his children, you know, and, and do you know that it, it can be even possible that we can, you know, although we don't at times just straight out abandon God, we can be guilty of neglecting God, you know. And, and when I when I read that quote and, and thought about our relationships, not just our spiritual relationships, but even our, our natural relationships of being absent, even though you're present, you know, there's an accountability of each relationship that you have and which relationships you nurture, you know. And we know the phrase is like, you know, you can be a person that you know. Um, heavily heavily minded but no earthly good, you know, and people that are super spiritual or over spiritual or have no relationship with people but are, are consider themselves spiritual or close to God. And God is calling us and the word tells us and reminds us how can we say that we love God who we have not seen. This is a very important quote that the Bible says, that although all of the word of God is important, it says that how can we say we love him who we have not seen when we don't love our brothers who we see every day? So God is holding us to an accountability of relationship with those that we are living with, those that we are interacting with, those that we are praying for, those that we are calling ourselves, you know, because the example of love does not come through our praise. You know, we, we can get up and you know, we get in church and we shout and we jump around and we do those things, we do gyrations, we sing all types of songs, and we consider that as loving God. 
but can we understand that there is a relationship naturally? And I just told my sons the other day, because the Bible is more practical. Yes, it's a spiritual book, but you have to practically, you have to actually apply and live this life. You, you can't just be about what it says, you know, up in the heavenly, mystically. It's not something mystical. It's something that you have to apply to your actual life. It's something that you've got to actually do when you're, um, when, when you're living, when you're functioning day by day. You have to actually live through and live out these biblical principles. This is where we hold there is an accountability on the child of God. There, there is a responsibility on the child of God to be what the word says. And, and that's where we find ourselves in the scripture when I say when it says we have a hope, we have a future, because the Bible, although we have to apply it, the Bible is not a book of humanism. The, the Bible is not a book that pumps you up to tell you that man can do, that that man can achieve, that man is all that he is, is the ultimate, is the supreme. It tells you that we have a God that the, that is the supreme, that is the almighty, that we answer to, that we serve to, that we need, that we look to, that we seek. And it's that God that is also calling us to a higher calling in uh, in himself because in him we live, in him we move, and in him we have our being. There's a higher calling. Listen, I, I'm not here to call people that aren't called to some higher, but those that are called, hear me. Those that are called and you feel a calling of more holiness, you feel a call of more righteousness, you feel a call of a closer relationship, it's you that the Spirit of God is talking to. What I did discover and what I am finding out, I just told the pastor before we signed on that I'm I'm not, I don't consider myself a preacher because I, I feel I know what preaching sounds like because I hear the Holy Spirit preaching to me. You know, so I, 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 I believe and I, I know that I'm a musician, and I can't even call myself a musician. I would just say a psalmtress or, or a psalmer. I don't know the masculine root of the psalm of being a singer. You know, But even in that, there's so many people that, I know sing better than I do, but I love it so much. There's so many people that I know I would rather hear than me, but I know that what's in me, I have to get out. I have to give it out. I have to minister it out. I have to sing it out. I have to shout it out. I have to praise it out. I have to get it out because I believe, child of God, you are accountable for what God puts in you. Remember, he's the husbandman. We are the branches. It's not our responsibility to bud, but it is our responsibility to stay plugged in because you can't bud, you can't grow unless you stay attached to the vine. All right, all right. Now, I, 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 have, I have to keep, I'm, I'm going to keep, this is DTW ministry. This is Reverend Aaron Williams. And my, my I don't want to say complaint, but my pet peeve is hypocrisy. My, my pet peeve is hypocrisy because of me. You know, my, my pet peeve is because of the things that I did, the, the, the shortness of um, accountability, the shortness of example that I had been that when God finally delivered me, 
And I can't even say when God finally delivered me. I can say when I finally said yes and turned away from the things that was holding me and that I was holding on to, just like some of you, because some of you have been delivered. God has already put his hands on your life, but you're holding on to some things because just like I was, I liked it. It, it identified. It gave me identity. It gave me place and status because those things I knew they were uncomfortable. I didn't have to try to be that way. I was that way. I had to try. I had to strive harder to be a Christian than to be who I was. So when I find out that I can't be who I am, I have to turn my life over to God. I have to really dig in and say yes to God. Yeah, when we say yes to God with our mouths, and it says, the Bible says, even that confession, but our heart is still far from God. How do I know that my heart is far from God? Because out of the issues of the heart, my life is exemplified by what's in my heart. That's why the Bible reminds us that the heart is deceitful and desperately and wicked above all things. Who can know it? How do I know my heart, my life? is exemplified by the abundance of wickedness. My, my life is exemplified by the abundance of depravity. My life is exemplified by the example of sin that I live because sin is in my heart. And, and, and I really struggled with that because I, I thought that after I got saved, I wouldn't desire the things that moved me into sin. I didn't think that I would desire the things that moved me into unrighteousness, but I found that it's not my heart that was the issue. It was this stuff right here. It was my flesh that was the issue. I had been holding myself hostage because I expected my mind to change. I expected my desire to change, and at the same time, God was always dealing with the condition and desire of my heart. We sing a song, something on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change. It brings about a change when it comes into your heart. I'm excited about that because our heart, God is dealing with our heart. When we talked about a few weeks ago, I believe last month, we talked about the two gates and those that were going in. We all went into a gate. But then it tells the example that broad is the gate and wide is the way that leads to destruction, but narrow is the gate. So everyone that was in the picture went into a gate. But the tragedy was that some went into a wide gate. We recognize the wide gate by the light of the word. You, you know where you're wrong. You know where you're erroring, not by what the minister says, not by what the preacher says, but what God has already said. There's things that God has already said that that, that, that society, that our modern-day um, I would say evangelists or our modern-day culture has changed what the Word of God is changing wrong into right, good into bad, right into wrong. What God has already stated, this is what you need to do. This is where you need to go. This is how you should act. This is what it, a righteous life should look like. And you have to line that up. And when you see that it doesn't line up, then you have to ask, do I want it? 
They're not struggling because it's in me, because we also know through Scripture that there's no temptation, but such which is common to man. But God is faithful, who, one, won't suffer you to be tempted above what you're able. Listen to the strength that God gives us. Listen to the confidence. He won't put you in something that you can't overcome. He won't let something work in your appetite that you can't get a foothold of and make it a standing, a, sta- a stepping stool instead of a stumbling block. He won't give it to you because why? Because he's faithful to not suffer us to be tempted above what we're able. But listen, with every temptation, he'll also provide a way of escape that we'll be able to bear it. But every man, when he's tempted, he's what? He's drawn away of his own lust. It doesn't tempt you if it's not something in you that likes it. It doesn't tempt you if it's not something in you that wants it. It's not it's not, it doesn't tempt you if it's not something in you that desires and comes after it. But when we're drawn away of our own lust, that's when temptation comes, when we're tempted of what's in us. And I recognize that in my flesh, because, see, we don't want you, Christian, we don't want you to condemn yourself because you desire, because we understand that desires are the nature of the flesh. It's part of our five senses. We understand that, and the enemy works with that. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, the pride of life. We understand he works against that to try to condemn you and bring you to a place of complacency where you will stop trying to move because you believe what's the use because the desires move nowhere. Can I, I'm going to just plug in a quick tip right there. Turn your plate down. Begin to fast, even if you only fast half a day. Don't eat breakfast. Don't eat lunch. Fill it up. You want to eat a supplement. You want to take some vitamins. You want to just drink water. Just drink some water and then eat the evening meal. One helping. Not a Thanksgiving helping. Just one helping. Just something to sustain you for the day. And drink water. If you can do a complete fast, completely fast. Just drink water all day. And that's it for three days. And do while you're doing it. Don't go looking at vampire, werewolf, monster movies and murder and killing. Begin to fill your spirit. Begin to fill your eye gates. Begin to fill your ear gates with the word of God. And see if a difference doesn't come about in your desire. There are ways that we can bring and succumb this flesh to do what we want. But you have to do your spiritual calisthenics which brings us into Jeremiah because we know that the story for the day and our lesson for the day is coming out of Jeremiah, excuse me, Jeremiah 29, when you call, you'll call me, you'll seek for me, you'll call me, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, said the Lord, you know, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. We, we, We love that scripture. I know I love that scripture, Jeremiah 29. And when I thought about reading, I just read the beginning and the few verses ahead just for some um, background. But it was because, I don't know why my voice trying to mess up right now. 
because God had was trying to encourage Israel as he had taken them and they had the um, because they forsake forsook God. They were now in bondage. But he was encouraging them, listen, listen, don't live in the holdrum, don't live in the doldrums while you're where you are. While you're while you succumb to the enemy, while you're in a place of bondage, while you're in a place where you're under the tyranny of another nation, don't let that discourage you is what he began to say from verse 1 to about verse 6. He said, don't let that discourage you, but be fruitful and multiply. Have seed. Get yourself a wife. Have children. Build while you're there. Plant while you're there. Do those things that would make you prosper, even in the land of bondage, even in the land of lack. Continue to be fruitful. Continue to move forward. Then he said, and, and seek peace. Don't seek rebellion. Don't don't seek insurrection. Seek peace where you are, because I am the Prince of Peace. And then he said, don't listen to the negative report, because I will deliver you. Don't listen to what they're saying about you being in bondage and never coming out, and this is your plight. This is what it's always going to be. This is what it's always been. Don't listen to that, because he gave them a time. He said, in this time period, I'm going to deliver you, and I will do it. He said, I am doing it. And then it comes to the verse that everyone always loves to quote. It says, because I know the thoughts I think towards you. My God, that thing blew my mind. Because, listen, I didn't bring you in bondage to kill you. Yeah, you thought that it was just prosperity was the showing of blessing. You just thought that when you came into a large place that it was the showing of prosperity. But God said, even in your bondage, even in your even in your lack, I want you to still live and practice prosperity, still live and practice abundance, still live and practice the blessed life. Don't live down because you might be down, but don't live down. You can still hold your high standards. You can still walk with class. You can still hold your head up high. Listen, because I know the thoughts that I send towards you, my God. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. Uh, we look in our streets, and all we see is everything but peace. But God said, I know that my thoughts towards you are of peace and not evil. That's why he tells us in, in verse 12 of 29, he says, then you shall call upon me, and you go shall go and pray to me, and I will hearken. If there's a time that I, I look past it, and, and Pastor Spartan said this, the darker the night, the brighter the light. Are you willing to do your spiritual calisthenics, saints of God? Although you're in a place that's dark, although you're in a place that seems destitute, although you're in a place that shows nothing around but blight, you're still in a place that God can use you if you would do two things. Go in and pray. And it says in verse 12, continue, I will hearken unto you. And then 13, which everyone loves to quote, and you shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me for with all, my God, with all of your heart. The, the portion that the Lord spoke in and, and talked to me about when it said all of your heart, 
that doesn't look the same for some people. Remember the story about the the widow woman, the woman with, you know, just a penny? And it says she, she gave with two pence, she gave more than all those that gave in the offering because she gave it out of her lack. She gave it out of the abundance of her heart. She gave everything she had. Some things you can give everything you have, and people say that's nothing, but God sees it as great and enormous amount. And then some people come and give the same amount, and they look at them and say, what is that? Some people can give $1,000, and people are blown away. Wow, give $1,000. And it's nothing because he's a billionaire. Remember the scripture says God gives out of not according to his riches and glory, but out of my God. God is looking for us to give according to, according to the abundance of wealth that he's deposited in you. Because your all might be a lot more than my all. This is why we can't compare each other to each other, because I don't know where your limit is, and you don't know mine. So it's an old phrase that they say, keeping up with the Joneses. They say, keeping up with the Kardashians. Now, keeping up with the Joneses, I'm living beyond my means. But they have the means to do that. It's nothing to them. But God is looking at the condition as we went back to the beginning of our heart. He's looking at where your heart is. People are saying, hey, my heart is on God, and they don't want to obey the God. (laughs) Oh, God have mercy. Listen, I'm going to read this scripture, and then I'm going to get on out your way. In Second Chronicles, you know, 7.14, familiar passage that everyone knows. If you don't know it, you hopefully you'll know it before the end of the day. It says, if my people, we, there's a determination and a specification in who God is talking to. If my people, listen, who are called by my name. That's a criteria right there. That's a criteria. He's saying that are called by my name. Are you a child of God? Do do you identify yourself with the name of the Lord, with the name Jesus? Do you identify yourself as a child of God? If we're called by his name, if we belong to him, If we're called by his name, he gives us three things to do. Humble yourself and pray. That's lighted into one. Because what we realize and what we don't sometimes realize is that humility is a large part of prayer. Because if we don't pray with faith, you have to come to God believing. And that sometimes takes humility because your mind doesn't always comprehend and wrap itself around the concept of talking to a God that's not seen. But he says if we pray, if we humble ourselves and pray, if we realize and recognize and acknowledge that it's not all about us and come and bow before him and pray, listen, one, two, seek his face, seek his presence, seek his character, seek his personality. Seek him, my God. Seek his face. And we are some great prayers. We are some great orators. 
We can put some words together. We can put some prayers together. We can come with crocodile tears and still not see a result because we missed point three. And that point three is repentance. That point three is the turning. There's a turning that God is calling us to. Yeah, we have a hope, and that hope is in Christ Jesus that we have an expected end. Our expected end is not the cattle on a thousand hills. Our expected end is not the two cars in the driveway. Our expected end is not the house on the hill. Our expected end is not the big bank account. Heaven is our expected end. Our future is glory, my God. Our future, Charlie, is heaven. Our future is to be in the very presence of God. But if we don't remember, then we got to turn by God. Listen to the tragedy of the beginning of that complete statement. If my people, one, who are called by my name, wait a minute, wait a minute. You mean your people, the people that identify as Christian? The people that identify as children of God have wicked ways. We got to turn. He says, if you turn from your wicked ways, he promises, if we do those things, pray, seek his face, repent, then he'll do three things. Then he'll hear. My God. So this, if, what it doesn't say is that if you don't, pray. If you don't do these things, I won't hear. That's something we have to consider because he says if we do these things, seek his face. If we pray, seek his face and turn, then it's like a response. If you do that, I'll do that. If you do that, I'll do this. If you do those three things, then I'll hear my God. Hallelujah. I haven't expected him because I know if I pray, he hears me, the Bible said. And knowing he hears me, then that's if I pray in accordance to his will. Because we know that the Bible says that we ask and receive not because we pray that we may consume it upon ourselves. I know I'm guilty of that. Well, he says that if we seek, if he'll hear from heaven, listen. Forgive the sin. Like, <laughs> why doesn't he leave the sin last? But he moves it up. says, I'll hear you and forgive you. Because God is not coming to bless no mess. He's coming to heal and give us, because he wants to make sure the end is right first. He, he wants to make sure the security of our salvation is right first. So you're here and he'll save. He'll hear, and he'll deliver. He'll hear, and he'll forgive the sin. Listen to one, the third thing, and he'll heal the land. My God, what a blessing, what a promise to heal the land. Streets of Philadelphia need healing. Streets of Atlanta down here need healing. Streets all across this U.S., all across this globe need healing. I want to challenge you tonight, child of God, to up your game, up your game in prayer. I'm volunteering to up your game in prayer, up your ante, up what we do 
and increase it and challenge others to do the same. We know that the days wax worse and worse as the day of the Lord approaches. But I want to challenge the child of God to do those three things. Seek his face. Humble ourselves. Pray. Seek his face. And turn. If there's anything that's in you that's not like God, I want you to turn tonight. When you hear this word, when you hear this message, I want you to consider turning from your wicked ways. You've been praying. You pray every day. You pray every night. You read your Bible, but your life is not where you want it to be. You, you, you do all the things that you know a Christian should do, but you still hold on and gravitate to what your flesh calls you to. God gave you a future. God gave you a hope, and that hope is in the man, Christ Jesus, the Savior of the world. And if you would receive him, hallelujah, even as he told the disciples, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. You have no life without Christ, and that life is found truly in God through Christ Jesus. We find out who we are when we come to him. Listen, he'll say, he'll hear. He'll hear us. He'll forgive, and he'll heal, my God. Those three things. He'll heal. I, I, I got to say it again because I'm liking it. I'm liking the way it, it feels in my spirit right now. He'll heal. He'll forgive, and he'll, he'll heal. He wants to do that tonight. And if you don't know him, you say, what is this being born again? What is this salvation? What, what is this Jesus that you're talking to, talking about? And we're going to get into the salvation through Jesus Christ, that man is born in sin because of sin in the garden, and that's the Garden of Eden. That man is born in sin and is in the need of a Savior. That all throughout the Bible history, we show and see the example of sacrifices that man made, that the children of God made to appease God because of man's sin, that God, my God, decided even before the foundation of the world, to be a sacrifice himself for man, coming in the flesh as the man Christ Jesus, and then in the flesh, condemn sin in the flesh by dying on the cross, spotless, without sin. He that knew no sin became sin, that we might become the righteousness of God, what the Son of Man. Because Son of God became the Son of Man. That we, you and I, the children of men, may become the children of God, my God. Hallelujah. And he did that through dying on the cross, being buried, and rose on the third day with all power. He said, Behold, all power in heaven and earth has been given unto me, and I have the key of both death and hell. Hallelujah. Salvation came through Jesus Christ to the world. And if we acknowledge him, the Bible says that we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we shall be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made 
unto salvation. So I want to lead you through a prayer. And I want you to say what I say. But I, and I want you to mean it in your heart. And God will do exactly what you're asking him to do. After that prayer, I'm going to pray for you. And then we're going to move forward our broadcast. Say, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Forgive me of my sin and wash me in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Save my soul and write my name in the Lamb's book of life. Ask it in Jesus' name and to his glory. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and become Lord and master of my life. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Amen. If you said what you meant, and meant what you said. God has done exactly what you have asked. Let me pray for you. God, I do thank you and I bless you for each and every one that heard the broadcast and not only heard the broadcast but responded to your call. I pray now in the name of Jesus that you would reach out your hand on their lives, God, even, hallelujah, as they humbled themselves and prayed. Hallelujah. Seeking your face. God, I pray that you would give them and grant them the desire of their heart. God, that you would place in them the desire for your word. Hallelujah. And feed them with the milk of the word that they may grow. Those that are coming to repent, those that are coming, God, to rededicate. God, I pray, God, for a fresh touch, a fresh anointing, a fresh move on their lives, God, in the name of Jesus, God, that you would hear, hallelujah, that you would forgive, and that you would heal, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. I'm going to encourage you to find a church home. You know, I'm going to bring on our um online pastor or online administrator, whoever's going to come, and they're going to give you some announcements and some information on how to correspond. Because it is so important and vitally important that you be discipled, you know, and hopefully we can find a church in your area, wherever you may be listening, you know, where you can get the word on a regular basis that you may grow by the teaching and preaching of the word. So we're going to bring on um, either Brother Rob or Pastor Toy, and they're going to come and give you some further information and instruction, and then I'll and, and just a few announcements, and then I'll come back with the final word and the benediction. Bless you. Amen, amen. <clears throat> Thanks so much, uh, Reverend Williams, and I did truly enjoy tonight's ministry that you provided tonight and um thank you so much for for that word that you put out there no okay so real quickly yeah. i'm going to uh go ahead and uh, give out the announcements <clears throat> this is the product purpose kim network i'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us for tonight's episode no matter where in the world you are we appreciate your listenership and your support for us here at purpose kim network uh we thank you so much and once again and we also thank you for those that share with their friends and family members 
Okay, uh, anytime we do a live broadcast, we're broadcasting live on www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. And when we do a live show, you can call in at 319-527-6091, and you can press the number one if you want to speak to any of our hosts. Also, if you want to uh, write us uh, e- through email, you can write us at purposekingdomnet at gmail.com, where you can send your comments, questions, concerns. You can simply say hello or send in a prayer request. We gladly honor that. Uh, also, while we're at it, um, we invite you to uh, like us on our Facebook page at Purpose Kingdom. Uh, that's Purpose Kingdom at Facebook. Uh, there you'll see some upcoming shows and some advertisements. And from time to time, we make our major announcements there on that uh, Facebook page. Uh, also, we are on Instagram and Twitter at Purpose underscore Kingdom. Uh, and um, we also do have a radio show, which is PKN.com. So please check it out, uh, pkn.com, where it has 24 hours of music of inspiration. And uh, just feel free and invite your friends, and thank you so much. Okay, and um, with that being said, tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour, um, we're going to have an archive show uh, just to um, keep things going. So don't forget to join us tomorrow evening with one of our archive shows. It's going to be at the 9 p.m. hour, so feel free to join us. Uh, upcoming events uh, at the end of the year, we'll make our announcements as soon as we have everything set in place, which is uh, every year we have our end of the year revival, and we'll be doing so again this year. So just stay tuned and uh, listen out for our lineup for our end of the year revival. With that being said, that's going to be the end of the announcements, and I'm going to hand the show back over to Reverend Williams. Reverend Williams, great show. I hey, appreciate it. Thank you, Rob. God bless you. God bless you. You know, um, <laughs> I think sometimes I just I just be tripping on myself. Um, I, I'm looking at a program uh, clean my phone. You know, I had downloaded some stuff software for the computer for the desktop. And I said, is it anything for the phone? You know, so I started looking at programs and stuff to just, you know, sweep through the phone, you know, and whatever might be on it, um, any viruses or, you know, any spamware or malware or any spyware or whatever. You never know. Yeah, um, you got the life lock and got the things for the computer and because of different things I'm doing. And I said, wow, we have programs that all we have to do is download them onto the hard drive and press OK, and it removes everything that's not, not this is some good stuff, that's not supposed to be there. And I said, wow, do, do, do we recognize that we have the same software in the Word? The Bible says, wherewithal, Sell a young man cleanse his ways, but by giving heed to the word of God, we can download this word in our spirit. Believe it by faith. Grab it by faith. Download it into our hard drive. And God moves to move us and take us back to the original state of man in his presence. What a blessing to be able, God, what a blessing to be able to download a program that will clean your computer. 
And God has given us his word to download, to clean this human computer. Again, wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his ways, but by giving heed according to the word of God. You can't do it your own way. I know you've been trying, but you can't do it your own way. You got to do it the way that's set already in the program. All right, God, I'm blessed. I told them I wasn't going to be long. They told me it was going to be an hour. I told them it was going to be an hour. But I thank God for that. My desire is that the people of God, that we all, you know, become just like it says in 1 Corinthians 3.18, but we are with open face, beholding in a glass. When we begin to see the glory of the Lord, as we're looking at ourselves through the mirror of the word, it says we all with open face and beholding in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed, changed into the same image. What? Wait, wait a minute. The word is transforming you into the image of Christ. This is why the enemy tries to keep you away from the word. Because the word is not just words on paper. Jesus said these words are spirit and they are life. He tries to keep you thinking your own thoughts of righteousness, your own thoughts of holiness, your own thoughts of cleanliness and getting it right and not getting the word into your mind because he know he had no defense against the word except that it doesn't go into your heart. Because once it goes into your heart, as we said at the beginning, it's going to do what God said it to do. It's going to clean. It's going to purge. It's going to sanctify. It's going to strengthen by God. It's going to move you into a place of abundance and overflow. It's the word. In the glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image. Listen, it don't happen overnight, but the scripture says from glory to glory. From day to day, Psalm says, Psalm says, the day of the just shines as Proverbs, shines more and more unto that perfect day. Hallelujah. The day of the just shines more. We're getting better and better. Don't get discouraged. Don't get disillusioned. Just recognize you're getting better because God has put us in this place not to leave us. Not to leave us in bondage, but because he's given us a hope and a future. And that hope and future is in himself. My God, be encouraged tonight. Be encouraged. This is Reverend Aaron Williams, DTW Ministries. God bless you. Good night. Jesus bless. He raised me. I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. Set me free, I will not lose. Never wanna see me down, I will not lose.